Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Holding Court podcast. I'm joined again with Justin here. Can you believe it's already been five? I know. I feel like that's a milestone. I mean, it's going fast. I'm going to celebrate it. (laughs) 5,000 listens this week. You posted that. Yeah, it's exciting. I can't believe people actually want to listen to what I have to say and you have to say. It's kind of fun. Yeah, right? Feels powerful. I mean, I'm a very intense, great listener to everything you say, so I I understand why people are listening to you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're still in the quarantine life, so that means everyone's still binging. I want to talk about The Last Dance briefly. I think we're going to get into it next week because we have a Really, really awesome guest today. So I don't want to take too much time away from that. First thought, Justin, the last dance. Yeah, I, I was young um, when the Bulls were on this tear, and everyone obviously knew about Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and the infamous Dennis Rodman, who court named her Lizard. Bring that up every week. Yeah, you're you're a big <laughs> Bulls fan. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, going back and, and, and getting to like rewatch it and and uh, see kind of behind the scenes is really cool, um, especially in a different sport. You know, I know how it kind of goes in the baseball world and then seeing uh, the guys in the locker room and the weight room and getting on and off the bus and kind of talking trash to each other is cool. And I'm looking forward to uh, all 10 episodes. It really is like the original backstage Dodgers. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to see to see it and and it was so long ago. I mean, I think like all well originally like the footage they're showing, they're showing, you know, 1984 when he went through college and was drafted, but the even the 97-98 season, I feel like I mean, that's 22 years ago to just be sitting on all of that footage and it was like kind of the original reality show or could have been at the time so it's yeah it's really really cool to see I mean I Michael is such a I'm like a first name basis with him for old golfing buddies but he's pretty private so to see him open up and he's kind of funny I don't know he's just I don't know I'm enjoying it I yeah it's gonna be great and the drama we'll get into it more next yeah week. I have a lot to say but yeah, we obviously also listen to Listen to Your Heart, the new Bachelor show. A lot to say on that. It's different. I like it. It's different. We're gonna we're gonna roll with it. Well, it's just good because they don't. No one knows anyone, so it's everyone's coming in and actually meeting everyone for the first time, which isn't always the case on the Bachelor or the Bachelorette, and that's kind of what I like about it. First impression. Fresh meat. Yeah, there's the one guy Trevor who's wearing the Jed jacket. The Bachelor fans will know who Jed is. <laughs> Jed? Jeb. Jed. Jed. Yes. Wearing that jacket. He was on American Idol. Other than that, I think everyone is fully certified fresh meat. So, yeah, it's a fun one. There's a, it's, I saw a tweet that <laughs> was like, uh, listen to your heart is similar to the guy that shows up at a party with his guitar and like kills the vibe and it's a room full of them. So it's like 20 of those in one room. But I don't know if it was that uncomfortable some of them are really good and really talented so I think when it gets to the performances and the duos and all that I think it's going to be fun to watch I know you grew up in Indiana I grew up in California I don't think I've ever been to a party where anyone showed up with an instrument really I feel like that's a thing (laughs) no absolutely not yeah everyone like people bring like an acoustic guitar and just start like a jam session to the party Yes. Wow. I don't think it's just an Indiana thing. Did it work? In Indiana, I think it just took place around a bonfire in the middle of like a cornfield. Well, that makes sense if it's a bonfire, but I I thought you were talking about like a party. Like, no. Oh, we're yeah, going yeah, to this yeah. house party and oh, 100%. oh, wait, 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 guys, I got to go grab my guitar. Like, I don't know if maybe because I was in like the show choir group at some point, but that's definitely like still a thing. Okay. Someone will be like, oh, I just realized I have my guitar over right here. Do you guys mind if I play a couple chords? And then, yeah. It's that guy, but that guy is just multiply it and it's the show. I know Fre- Freezer would play his guitar in the, in the room on the road. He would travel with his guitar and play, but that's not necessarily a party. Like that's in his hotel room. Yeah. 
It was probably enjoyable. I feel like a change from sports and all that. You guys probably liked that. Yeah, we had a we had a band this year with Freezer and AJ, and we brought in one of the Miley guys as a drummer, and then uh, Stripling and on vocals <laughs> on the vocals. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we had a whole band. It was awesome. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be following along with that, and we'll have a lot to say as that season progresses. We're gonna flip things a little bit this week and start with our social media question. So I asked everyone not to make light of the situation, obviously, but what is something you're secretly enjoying about this quarantine? An overwhelming response this week. I was blown away. I didn't even know this many people watched my story or checked my Twitter. It was unreal. People are enjoying that, not enjoying it in the sense of they want it to continue, but they're making the best of it. Absolutely. I couldn't believe it either. I, I just opened it up on Twitter and I was like, holy cow, that's how many responses you got? Over 100 responses? So either a lot of people are listening uh, to the podcast or you have an <laughs> insane amount of followers on Or people Twitter. just really wanted that avenue to express how they feel right now. So we'll go through a few of them. A lot of no traffic. I think that's obviously something, you know, the people that are still working or... I don't know, I guess going to the grocery store, post office, what have you, the no traffic, it's eerie. It feels like uh, when I lived in LA in college and I couldn't always go home for Christmas, it was kind of like Christmas day or even like Thanksgiving when we're here, it's empty, but it, I don't know. I can't really like enjoy it. I even said to you, I was like, are we missing traffic? And then that first day back, when everyone's back to work or however it happens, I might enjoy it. I don't know. For one day. <laughs> You'll enjoy it and be like, oh, yes, we're back. Yeah. And then the next day when it takes you an hour to go 12 miles, you'll be like, oh, man, this sucks. Yeah. A lot of people mentioned saving money on gas. I don't think I've even started my car and I probably should. The battery's probably dead, but. You haven't. You drive my car everywhere. You go. <laughs> I don't know where I'm not going many yeah, places. That's true. We don't I go did anywhere. go the other day to the post office and drop some things off. And I found myself just driving around. <laughs> I was like, this is so nice. I feel like a vacation. It's very strange. But yeah, a lot of the car mentions no commute. Uh, someone said saving money by not going out. It re- made me realize how much money I spend on unnecessary things. I feel like I've realized that. Not necessarily unnecessary, but just you realize what you're spending on in this, like we get our essentials now and you're like, Oh gosh, you know, you think about, I don't know, frivolous things or like getting your nails done or this and that, like your gym membership. And I don't know if that's frivolous, but you do realize you're spending in this. There's a lot of focus on it. I do think it can go both ways because now, you know, what are you sitting at home ordering online and having stuff delivered? And then you're like, wow, I don't even have to go to the store. Oh to yeah. The mall, and you gotta stuff's be careful. Just being dropped off at your house. So I think it's, a, I think it's dangerous. Uh, it could be dangerous. Uh, even though you're not spending when you're going out, uh, you can do a lot of spending when you're sitting on the couch too. That's true. I'm not a big online shopper. I know a lot of people are, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I get what I need and I get off of there. I, I'm not, I don't sit, I don't know. I could sit on Groupon for a while though. I don't have a lot of success. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff shows up and it's not what I thought it was going to be or the size I thought it was going to be or yeah. So I try to avoid it. Expectation versus reality. But yeah, uh, not having to do my hair, a lot of sweatpants. A lot of women are really excited about not wearing a bra. I'm not wearing one right now. (laughs) Full disclosure. I don't. I don't know if I'm a daily bra wear already, but I guess everyone is just letting it all hang out in this quarantine. That's fine. Less time to do your hair, less makeup. I don't know. Are people getting ready for the Zoom calls and the game? I find myself putting a little makeup on. We had a a conference call today, meeting, I guess, uh, for something with our foundation, and I got kind of done up. I feel like I don't know. I was wearing sweats on the bottom, though. I was nervous that at one point I was going to have to grab Moon if she was barking, and I was going to pop up and everyone was going to see I was a fraud with my 
polished sweater on the top and my <laughs> ragged old sweats on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I was on dog patrol, so I, I I was the one jumping up and and going. But yeah, I I everyone's quarantining, so I don't know why you need to put makeup on. Everyone's in the same situation. Yeah, I did put that filter on Zoom. I don't know if people know, but you can go in your settings and add like a little glow and that helps a little just brighten yeah. it up. But yeah, I found myself getting a little done up and I, I don't know it, it does kind of feel nice like you forget what you look like with makeup and hair and all that yeah I have after my week <laughs> my weekly shower <laughs> <laughs> weekly nice to uh, update update on court showering she did take a shower yesterday yesterday um, yep I'm fresh so she right before the podcast she said I'm nice I'm fresh I took my shower and I'm like when <laughs> did you shower she's like yesterday <laughs> that is fresh that's fine I'm saving water, saving money, no gas, all of that. No alarm clocks. A lot of people are happy their adult children are home. So I guess a lot of them maybe came home from college or came home from wherever. And they're not empty nesters anymore. And they're loving it. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of things have changed. A lot of uh, time at home with the families and the kids. I know we've had a lot of friends uh mentioned that they're enjoying uh spending entire days with their with their young kids and uh not so much the teaching math and and teaching uh english part of it but uh they are enjoying their time with their kids yeah someone put daddy daycare so all the <laughs> all the dads that were the ones working in the family are suddenly finding themselves i mean i guess doing what they should be doing and raising their children on a daily basis. But it's a, it's a change. Yeah, I guess. I think the one I liked the most was the making virtual plans. Hashtag no flaking. Oh yeah. People are serious. So I have my book club now. My friend Casey started it and there's a couple of us in it and you can't, you can't flake plan. What am I going to say? Oh, I have something else or, Oh, I don't, I don't want to get ready because that's a lot of people mentioned. They're like, oh, I don't have to lie to get out of plans right now. And you can't like if you if you have something scheduled, you better have a damn good excuse if you're not showing up to. Yeah, your no, no duck in those Zoom calls. I'm not ducking my book club. I'm excited for book club this week. But yeah, you can't you can't get out of it. But a lot of people are enjoying it because they said everyone else is finally in their same boat. They enjoy not doing anything or going out. They're super introverts. So they're like, now everyone's finally on my same page and no one's begging me to go out or anything like that. So yeah, I think, yeah, just sticking with that theme of trying to enjoy it. I've said it's hard for me because I'm a planner. Anyone that knows me, my Erin Condren is stacked full. I like to know when things are happening don't like a whole lot of surprises. So I wish I just knew the date when everything was going to be lifted and everyone was going to be safe and healthy and everything could go back to whatever the new normal is. And I think that's just the biggest thing that I've struggled with. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, you know, from the baseball perspective, uh, it in the off season when you're training, you have a report date for spring training. You have an opening day date. And now... Uh, you know, we don't have any answers and we're just kind of going week by week and I, we don't know when to ramp up and be ready to run, throw and hit. And we have none of those answers. So it's just weird. It's still weird. Yeah. Week five and it's still weird. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of good. I'm loving this your turn segment. It's going great. So many good responses. Yeah. I, it's great. I wonder if I should start. I don't know. I guess for this one, I said secretly enjoying, so I shouldn't be saying people's names with their responses, but maybe we'll toy with the idea of some saying, shout outs. Yeah. The author of the, of the message. Do we'll we see. do their handle or do we just say their name? I don't know. Maybe the handle, huh? Yeah. yeah that could be interesting. Get, get I guess them some it depends followers. as long as they have a PG handle. <laughs> That's true. Well, my favorite part of quarantine, in addition to obviously so much time spent at home with you. Uh, getting organized, all the work we're doing at our foundation are the memes that I get from our guests today. Oh my. I won't get into what his favorite ones are, but I want to bring him on now. <laughs> Rich Lang, he's a close friend of ours that we've gotten to know over the years. 
We have a really special connection with him, and it started when Justin met his now 12-year-old son in 2013 when he was battling leukemia. I'm so excited to share with you a peek into our relationship with him and his family. So let's bring him on now. Hi, Rich. How are you doing? Hey, guys. What's going on? How's everybody doing? Well, Rich is joining us from Long Island, New York, if you didn't gather that from his subtle accent already. Um, we're doing good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. How you Please forgive me for that. I'll try to keep that as, uh, as low-key as I can. That I is apologize. not going to happen. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't believe no. it. <laughs> anyway, want to check in with the family like we always do. So how is your wife, Janine, doing? Uh, Janine's doing good. Um, she's actually working tonight. Uh, she's a first responder. So she works for the uh, Nassau County Sheriff's Department. She's a correctional officer. And, you know, she goes in. She does a job. Yeah. She obviously doesn't have the luxury of working from home. Definitely appreciate her and all that she does. What are the boys doing to stay busy? I know Logan's a big gamer, so he's probably been training for this quarantine for his whole life. But I know he's probably going crazy without... Logan's upstairs. Logan does his own thing. He, you know, he keeps himself occupied with his video games. He comes down, he gets his food. Hey, you know, he shows up. How's everybody? Bip, 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 bip. Then he goes back upstairs. <laughs> then he'll go out for a little bit. You know, he'll go out for a little bit, have a catch for Luke with Luke. And then about, you know, like, you know, 10 minutes later, he was like, all right, dude, I'm done. And he's done. That's it. Um, Luke, believe it or not, he goes out and he has the baseball net. So he hits off the tee. We got him this pitching thing that has like nine pockets. So he sits there and he throws from anywhere in our front yard to try and get in those pockets. And then he, you know, throws some pitches in there. So he keeps himself busy, but he misses, um, you know, Luke's, Luke's a social person. He misses his friends. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. It is hard. Does he ever miss any of those pockets though? Or is he hitting them all? <laughs> the other day he hit something. And I could have sworn it was my front uh, front screen door. He swears it was the roof. I don't know how he hit the roof. He, uh, you know, besides the picket fence we have with the little uh, plastic caps, you know, every now and then I find like 15 of them in the road somewhere. But no, he's pretty accurate. He's pretty accurate. <laughs> well, I got I to gotta tell you something, Rich. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video of Joe Kelly this week, but he was trying to throw in his backyard up against a net, and he was working on his changeup, and he completely missed the net and broke the window. And he this, broke the window, he right? He broke the window. He's a major league pitcher. And, and mind you, he did this, was it the day before court? The day before Ashley went into labor with twins? So, yep. yeah, it's not. it wasn't the most opportune time to, uh, <laughs> to break a window in the house. Uh, but So don't worry about Lukey hitting the uh, screen door because, you know, we got, we got big leaguers breaking windows in their backyard. <laughs> I saw that video. And the thing is, at first I'm like, wait a minute. Now, I don't knock anybody, you know, believe me when I tell you, because I could barely throw a baseball 15 feet anymore. But I was saying to myself, did he really just miss the, the net like that? And did he really just break the window? I'm like, you know, but, but again, not in a bad way. I'm sitting there saying to myself, I'm waiting for the day when Luke comes home and he tells me, or Logan tells me that I threw a ball and I broke a window. <laughs> I broke windows as a kid. Like you couldn't believe where I grew up. I grew up in a little development, a little apartment complex, and we would play and tennis balls, kick balls. I, I must have broke fifteen windows <laughs> when I was a kid. The question is, did you did you run away or did you leave a note or did you go up and say, "Hey, sorry"? <laughs> How would that happen? Well, well, I'll tell you, it, it's actually it's actually very funny because looking back now, you know, the courtyard looks so small. If I drive past where I used to live, the courtyard looks so small. But when we were kids, it was like. You, you didn't have to leave the courtyard. It was if, if you could play football, running bases, kickball. You know, we did everything and um, wall ball, everything. Yeah, it felt like a stadium. Uh, it, it was. Let me tell you something. The amount of balls that were landed on top of the roof and in the gutter, they probably could have opened up uh, a baseball wiffle ball store and <laughs> and racquetball. No one, no one made the it on that roof to to get all the balls down. Believe it or not, the super was not. You know, the superintendent really wasn't. You know, most fit kind of guy. <laughs> he would whistle. He would do the two finger whistle, which I, I still to this day can't do. Justin and can it, do it. he would go, Oh, you can do it, Justin? Oh, yeah. Just picture that sound. We were in the courtyard, ten of us, and he'd go, <laughs> and we'd scatter. <laughs> and he, oh, and then he would go down the basement, and we'd 
flock right back to the field. <laughs> there was no grass in the courtyard. There was, there was no grass. There, you know, we didn't allow any grass to grow. Oh um, my gosh. But when you broke a window, everybody just took off. <laughs> well, let's hope we none scattered. of those homeowners are listening to this podcast. And yeah, they're, they're well, going to come chasing you, you down, down putting, a, putting a bill later. in your mailbox. Well, the funny thing is, you know, we, we were all kids and we would break like, our own windows, like our friends' windows. Like one day, one guy was not happy. He came running out of the house and he like threatened me, you know? So I ran into the house and these are one of those moments where like you, you look at your father as like the toughest guy in the whole world, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, dad, blah, 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 blah. He's like, who said that? I'm like, the guy over there. And my father went over and, you know, nothing happened, but, <laughs> you know, nothing happened. But the thing is, you know, my father's like, don't worry about it. He's not going to say nothing to you now. I'm like, okay. But the best thing is we never had to pay for them. The superintendent would always, uh, he would always say that, you know, somebody was putting up the window when the window just fell down and broke. <laughs> what a guy. You know, because, he, well, again, you know, none of us had any money and he, and he always did. He was, that's one thing I will always say about him. You know, he, he, he always did the right thing that, you know, nobody had to worry about ever paying for a window and insurance took care of it. So. That was one thing we never had to pay for a window. And I guess that's why my father really never got mad at me. I don't know. Wow. I love that. That's great. I feel like all the yeah. kids are out playing now. So maybe there's a increase in some. I don't think they'll get that luxury of not having to pay for anything that's broken today. Oh, not anymore. No, not today. Parents are going to have to be paying. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get yeah. into how this friendship okay. started between sure. Justin and I and the Lang family. I don't know. Do you want to share how. You first met Justin in 2013. I've heard Justin tell this story before, but I want to hear you tell the story. Yeah, absolutely. It was 2013 and Luke had just been diagnosed March 28th and we were in the hospital for a long time. And then we got home and, you know, Luke would throw fevers and this and that. We'd always go back and forth to the hospital, which for kids with leukemia and cancer, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but it happens and they let you know right away that it's going to happen. So it's not like, you know, you, you never want to see it, but it happens. And, uh, you know, a friend of ours, had gotten us tickets to the game. Uh, when they said he could go, let him go. So we were like, okay. And another friend of ours got us, uh, field passes. So we were on the field watching batting practice, watching batting practice. And Luke was standing there. And he, you know, he had his uh, little medical uh, attire on and he had his little bands that he was handing out. The love for uh, losing is not an option. Um, the wristbands. And Justin had come over. And this is the one thing, this is one thing that I bet you Justin probably doesn't realize because he probably didn't even realize he was doing it. But as a parent, I was very, I observed it. And uh, what he asked about Luke's story, about Luke, um, I was telling him and he was listening so intently. He, he was like so focused in. And I'll never forget it. And like his whole, like he was like, I don't want to say not in awe, but he was just looking at Luke like, look at this kid. Look at this kid. I'll never forget it. And after that, he went down to the locker room that we didn't know. And um, he came up. And, I, and again, it was the best thing because he came up and uh, he had a baseball bat in his white sock. <laughs> <laughs> I said to myself, he said, this is all I have. There's nothing, you know, there's like no bag or anything. This is the best I could do. And I kept saying to myself, you know, how awesome it was. How awesome it was because, you know, we never got anything like that. No, you never expect anything like that. You know, maybe a signed baseball, you know, sign on your hat. And that's a great thing. And that, that's an amazing thing because like I always say, you know, when you go to, when you go as we have and you go to baseball, um, you know, batting practice, you know, nothing, nothing says that anybody has to come over to you. And I understand that. I get it. I truly get it. But when he came over and he was listening so intently, it, it, it really, it was something I'll never forget. And then when he came up with the baseball bat, I was like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. And then he, you know, he took it out and he said, look, it's signed to Luke, uh, uh, Mets number one fan. Well, he took that bat and Luke was so like, all right, let me have my bat. Let me give me the bat. <laughs> He's like, it's mine. You know, it's mine. And he held the bat, you know, and uh, we sat in the stands with it. And it was funny because somebody had said something. And they're like, you know, what? I'm like, oh, my God, look at this. How, what? You guys like, what's in, like, what's in the sock? <laughs> 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 well, 
little suspicious. Uh, it's, yeah, like I'm walking around with this, uh, I don't know how, what, what a pass, like 34 inches long. I'm walking with this thing in a white sock, you know, I'm, and he's like, what's that? I'm like, it's a fine baseball bat. He's like, can I see it? I'm like, yeah. So, you know, I'm taking it out, taking it out. And he's like, all right, dude, that's good enough. I appreciate it. And I'm like, all right. But we're walking around the park with this, this sock, with this sock because we didn't want to take it out. We wanted to leave it the way it was because as soon as, you know, when we got home, the first thing I did the next day was I bought a case. And that went up in Luke's room the next day. Yeah, I, that didn't, baseball bat. I didn't think that part through. I didn't I didn't think about uh, Lukey having to carry a, a baseball bat and a sock around the stadium for the rest of the game. No, night. Rich carried it. <laughs> well, get, or well, are you carrying it, it around? Well, yeah. well, when we got to the when we got to the seat, you know, Luke was like, Okay. I'm like, Here you go, bud. Yeah. You know, anything you want. But that was one of those uh, one of those moments yeah. in your life that you never forget. No, I and Honestly, I mean, I still remember that day like it was yesterday, and uh, it was something that, you know, I'll never forget meeting Luke that first day and, and meeting you guys, and um, and I can't just say it was me. It, you know, John Buck came over, and Anthony Recker came over, and a couple yeah. other guys on the team came over, and, and I know they spent a lot of time with you and, um, oh yeah, you know, stayed in touch and, and always were checking up on Luke, so. Um, Absolutely. It was just a, a pretty special day. You know, one thing that I have never found out from you guys um, that I want to ask about is, you know, he, you said that Luke was passing out his wristbands with a slogan on it, losing yeah. is not an option. Yeah. Uh, w that slogan has always just, like, stood out to me for, I mean, obviously it was it was very important for Luke and your family and, and, and um you know, the battle he was going through, but it's, it's always stuck with me as well. And I want to know how you guys came up with that or who came up with that, or what was the inspiration behind that slogan? Well, when we went to the doctor that day, because we had gotten, you know, Luke had been, um, we went to a, uh, like a doc in the box and because he wasn't feeling good and, and our pediatrician was closed. So we went there on like a Sunday and they were like, uh, it's a virus. That's what they told us. It's a virus. They say, give him Tylenol and uh, he'll feel better. And yeah, we gave him Tylenol and he felt a little better. And then all of a sudden, you know, he would just get blah. Then we went to the pediatrician because it was like uh, on a, on a Wednesday, I think it was two days later. We took the first thing in the morning and the pediatrician's like, you know what? Do me a favor. Uh, just take him to the hospital. So they could do the blood work. We can get it right away to see what it is. Now, unbeknownst to us, our pediatrician knew that Luke had leukemia. He knew right away. Because Luke had every symptom there was. And he had those same symptoms when we took him to the dock in the box. But, I, you know, that's, that's another story, you know, for another day. But, um, so we brought him to the hospital, and they rushed us in. Right into the, right into the back, the uh, pediatric ward. And I knew something was wrong right away. Nurses, doctors kept coming. How long does he have this? How long does his nails look like this? How long did he have this? How long did he feel? And uh, I kept saying something's not right. And I'll never forget when the, um, the oncologist came in. The doctor told us, and uh, I'll never forget it either, the doctor had tears in his eyes. And I never saw that before. And he said, um, your son has leukemia. And I, was, I fell to the floor, you know, and uh, they took me out of the room because I was just a mess. And then they brought me back in and we, we, the oncologist came in and his name was, can I say his name? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, his name was Dr. Fligman. He retired recently and, uh, you know, that was sad, but we're happy for him because now he's doing something else, but, um, amazing man. And he came in and he said, uh, Luke has leukemia. I said, okay. And Janine was there. And then he said, uh, I'm pretty sure that he's going to have ALL, not AML, which, you know, at the time I didn't know. And then, of course, you know, the hardest thing is when they say, you know, when the doctor says, you know, pray it's ALL. I'm like, how do you pray for a type of cancer? Yeah. Wow. I, you know, I ne I, I'll never forget those words. And I kept saying those, how do I pray for a cancer? I, I just I had no idea. And then um, we said, okay, what's the deal? And he's like, well, here's the prognosis. There is uh, 
this is the percentage. I said, hold on. I said, no, no, no. I said, there are no percentages. It's a hundred percent. I said, don't even give me a number. I said, don't give me a number. It's a hundred percent that he's going to get better. There are no other numbers. And, um, he said, that's what I like to hear. And I said, I, that's, you know, I, that's what I said, you know, losing is not an option here. And that was it. Wow. And that's, that's what it is. And I'll never forget that. And he, and, and when he told me, like a little while later, when he said to me, he goes, when you told me, don't give me a number, don't give me a percentage because it's a hundred percent. There are no other numbers. He said, that's when I knew that Luke was going to be fine. I'll never forget those words either. Yeah. that's And uh, that's wow. where it came from, you know, and uh, it stuck because as we know, this, you know, even with the pandemic now, we all know that, listen, losing is not an option. We're not going to lose. We're always going to, we're going to win no matter what we will win. That's how I go through life now. Yeah. We're going to win. We're always going to win. That's amazing. I, I, I agree with you. And, and like I said, that thing, that, that slogan has always stuck out in my mind. So, uh, it's stayed with me since the day I met Luke and, and it'll always will stay with me. Um, but yeah, that's, man, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> no, getting, that, uh, I, I know it's tough for you to, to, to talk about it. And I'm sitting over here tearing up a little hard. bit here, hearing yeah, it again. It, it, and, it's hard. Um, you know, it, it, it's hard, but again, you know, he's here and, um, he's kicking butt and there's no stopping him. And, uh, I look at Luke and I'm, I don't ever compare anybody, but I look at Luke and I, and I just say to him, I said, Luke, you have something, you have something very special, you know? And again, I tell Logan, my other son, I tell Logan all the time. I said, Logan, you have no idea that you don't realize that you're not going to have to worry about anything in life either because what you went through, what you did, what you saw, what you sacrificed, and he did. Yeah, he did. Logan sacrificed immensely. And he never questioned us once. He never asked us. He never said anything, you know, except, of course, you know, when uh, when he kept saying, you know, because Luke took, you know, I don't want to say took advantage of it, but Luke, you know, was able to hit Logan and Logan wasn't able to hit Luke. And he kept saying, <laughs> when is this going to change? <laughs> when, when, oh, is, so, when is this going to change? So Lukey took you advantage know? of it a little bit, huh? Oh, man. Oh, a little bit. Like, you know, and Logan would be like, come on. I'm like, Logan, no, no, no. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Luke didn't realize. And, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, when you push it a little bit too far and then they say, no, nah, he's okay, whatever he, like when they're like, yeah, let him play full contact, whatever. Logan was like, bingo. He's like, now it's yep. my time. Oh, <laughs> now, man. you know, let's see what happens here, you know. But, um, yeah, again, like I said, I, I don't mean it, and I don't I don't push it on anybody, and I don't. Look, in life, no matter what you do, losing is not an option. You have to fight every single day, and you have to know no matter what, we're going to win. And we're going to win this, over this pandemic also. We are going to win. Exactly. And I want people to stay positive. I want people to stay positive. Exactly. And there's no doubt there's no doubt that, you know, Lukey has never even thought about uh losing in the situation. And obviously there's been a lot of tough times for you and your family and, and, and everything that Luke's gone through. But uh looking back on it now, um, you know, there's also a lot of good times and uh Courtney and I uh, you know, were able to be a part of a couple of them. And I know we had some good times together, um, whether that be out at city field or the couple of times you came out to LA and, uh, spring training and, and stuff like that. We want to get into some of the, some of the fun times sure. we had together. And, uh, you know, we'll start in, uh, in 2014. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, we came to New York to play the Mets. You went to Luke's baseball game, which again was unbelievable. That's right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, you know, how many people can turn around and, like, that was another thing when you showed up at Luke's baseball game, you and Courtney, you took the Uber, you know, and then I remember <laughs> you got out of the Uber, 
And, uh, you know, and I remember what Courtney said. She might not remember, but I remember what Courtney said. She's like, you guys are pretty special for me being up this early, just letting you know. That is true. And uh, It was early. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was 8 o'clock. It was an 8 o'clock game. And uh, we were, it was unbelievable. All, everybody, all the, all, the, all the little kids, they were all in awe. They were trying to play the game, but they kept looking over. You know, they're like, oh, been turned up. you know, and they all couldn't wait to the end of the game to come over and get autographed. But yeah, and it was a hot, hot day. It and was. you guys sat through the whole game. No, it was yeah. fun. It was fun sitting out there and watching him actually get to play for the first time. Yeah. You know, we, you, a- you'd send us videos of him doing his Kershaw impression in the driveway yep. and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But we, we actually got a chance to get out there and watch him play. And then we went to that little restaurant. What was that restaurant? Uh, uh, that was uh, Piccolo's. Piccolos, yeah, and Lukey yeah. introduced me to what was it, breadsticks and uh, what like what do you dip them? Alfredo sauce? Is that was that was Alfredo his go-to? Right? Yeah, I remember yeah, that. That's it. And to this day, that's that's his that's his thing. Get me a pint of Alfredo sauce. We get him a pint of Alfredo sauce. He sits there with his bread, and he dips away, and he's in his happy place. I, I can't take it away from him. It's good. You know, <laughs> he enjoys it. I love that. But yeah, when um. That was another amazing moment. That was another amazing moment. I mean, not only in Luke's life, but all life. I think my my favorite was, I think it was your first bobblehead with the Dodgers in 2015. It was, the stars aligned and it was going to be on September 1st, which September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And we had called and asked if Luke wanted to come out to LA and throw out the first pitch. Yeah. Absolutely. That was yes. the best. And he took it very seriously. <laughs> and he, he was a pro and absolutely he, um, crushed it. One thing I could tell you about about that day was I was definitely more nervous than Luke was. <laughs> because I kept saying to myself, because he kept saying, I'm throwing it from the pitcher's mound. I'm not throwing it from the grass. I'm throwing it from the mound. And I knew he could do it. It had nothing to do with that. And I'm saying to myself, is he going to throw this thing like 40 feet over Justin's head? <laughs> and I'm like, man, oh, man, I don't, you know. And I was, again, but he went out there like a champ. And every time I see that video, and I watch that video a lot, every time I see that video, I watch his little feet chug out to the mound in those shorts in the jersey. And I would say to myself, look at him. Look at him out there running to the mound like it's nothing. Like it was nothing. Yeah, he was like so calm. Him, he would, yeah. yeah. He was locked in. He was having a catch with Justin. That's all it was. That's what. That's how he took it. I'm just having a catch with Justin. You know, when he threw it and uh, it threw a pretty good pitch. I was extremely proud. I was ex- extremely honored. And uh, when I, I got chills. I still get chills. And then when when he walked off that mound, he did a little, like he did a little head thing. And I'm like, and then Justin came out and gave him the ball <laughs> and put his put his glove on his head. You know, I I I, I remember it all. And I to this day. I still watch this. I still look back and I say to myself, look at this. Look at, look at, look at, look at the amazing moment that not only Luke, but our family is having, how many memories we're having. And, you know, yeah, he, you know, he got dealt, you know, a tough card. You know, he got dealt a tough hand, but look at the, look at the cards he got to draw from. All, all, all the memories, all the moments, all the special things that he got to be a part of. Yeah. Not too many people can say that. And, you know, thanks to you. And I don't know if a lot of people know, you know? long before the L.A. City Council gave Justin his day in L.A., it was yeah. Luke Lang Day in L.A. The L.A. City Council recognized he had it first. September 1st, yes. 2015 as his official day. Yep. So he forever has those bragging rights over Justin. <laughs> Justin Mayor Garcetti. Yes. Right? Yep, yep. Mayor Garcetti, exactly. yeah. It was Luke Lang Day in L.A. The best. Right? The That's best. It was. And you know, and, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to... I'm trying to recall this this Dave and Buster's trip. It was actually it was in LA. We went to Dave and Buster's and we won a yep. bunch of tickets. And I took yep. the boys in. I took Logan and Luke in. And I said, "Hey, man, anything you want." I don't remember how many tickets we we won thousands of tickets. Thousands. And I said, "You guys go in, get whatever you want." And this is just to speak to the type of kid that Luke and Logan are. Um, <laughs> they spent <laughs> they spent all of their tickets on a six foot stuffed banana because they wanted to take it to the field the next day and give it to Kike because Kike had the rally banana going on. Like yep. 
what kids spend all their tickets at Dave and Buster's on a banana to give to someone else, you know? I mean, that, that was just unbelievable. I was like, wow, this kid is truly amazing. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. Again, you may not remember this, but as a father, you notice things. And I do. And that night, when they they said they were opening up, because they had it closed basically for us. And then... Pulled a few they strings on Luke Lang Day in L.A. at Dave & Buster's. Yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, that was pretty amazing because I'm like, I think I've never been to Dave & Buster's where I've got on like every game I've wanted to be on. <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget this. They had opened up and, you know, they, they I think, I believe they, they serve like, you know, adult drinks at a certain time at night. I think, I think you can get adult drinks. I've maybe had a few of those. <laughs> One or two. And, uh, <laughs> but I'll never forget this. There was, there was a guy, not saying anything bad. But um, there was the big air hockey machine where you could play like four people at a time. And if you get knocked out, right, then it's just, you know, your slot closes. And then it's just whoever, whoever, whoever. Let me forget this. The guy may have had a little, little bit, you know, a little too much to drink. And Luke was knocked out. And he came over and he said, come on, nah, come on, come on, come on, come back. And you, Justin, <clears throat> were like, no, no, it's all right, dude. It's all right. No, it's all right. You can play. And uh, he became... Like, not mean or anything, but he was like, no, really, come on. And you took Luke, again, I'll never forget this, and you pushed Luke behind you to keep Luke away from this guy. I'll never forget that. And I was standing right there, and you took my son, and you put him behind to make sure that he wasn't, if this guy was going to do something dumb, you never know. But you made sure Luke was not there, and I'll never forget that. He was getting a little out of control. Yes. But you took him, and you put him behind you, and again, some people don't realize things, but I do. And I'll never forget you for that, that you made sure that Luke was definitely not going to be in harm's way no matter what. No way. No way was I going to let anything happen to him. I know. You know that. And I know. And let me tell you something. You know there's no way I would have let nothing happen to you guys either. Because, <laughs> well, you know, believe me. <laughs> trust me when I tell you. I watched what you did, but I was, you know, trust me. That, that you know, I believe me. I love you guys immensely. Trust me. Cue and I thank you. But I'll never forget it. the song to the bodyguard right now. That's right. Rich protecting us. Which oh one? Um, I will when Houston song? You? Yeah, I don't know. Take your pick. Oh, There's yeah, so I will always love you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we, I mean, we could go on forever about our memories together. And I, I, I have to mention the golf tournament when we had our second annual Justin Turner Golf Classic. Luke came yep. out and did the ceremonial first drive and yep. crushed that. I think he had to do it I twice, mean, right? I don't know if he hit the ball the first time. Rich, you, we weren't supposed to say that. No one saw the first one. Rich, he hit the I first know. one so far, no one could see it. He had to do it again. <laughs> Nobody could find it. And uh, I think I, I think it was um, Ike Davis. Oh, yeah. I, I think Ike Davis said, don't swing like a baseball bat, buddy. You know, <laughs> Tip you know, from like, Ike. Like, Right. Just take a little swing, dude. Don't swing it like a baseball bat, you know. But he hit the second one. Yeah. He got the second one. I get all my golf tips from Mike, too. Oh, my oh I got to tell you. <laughs> Another amazing day. Oh, yeah. And then after the golf tournament, we have our reception, and we yeah. presented Luke and your family with the first ever Justin Turner Foundation Perseverance Award. And yep. I don't know, if Justin, you want to speak to a little of how Luke inspired our foundation altogether. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, Rich, or not, but when we first decided that we wanted to start our foundation, uh, you know, one of the first things you got to figure out is, okay, who are your beneficiaries going to be? Like, who do you want to um, impact when when you raise money? And the first thing Court and I thought of was your family and Luke, and the relationship that we've developed over the years, and um, how you know, leukemia doesn't just affect Luke, but it infects, it affects your entire family. And, um, when we started our foundation, uh, that was one of the first things we wanted to do. We wanted to make an impact on more kids like Luke and, and, uh, be able to have the opportunity to get into hospitals and visit with families and, uh, build those relationships. And all of that was because of, you and Janine and Luke and Logan and how much you guys truly mean to us. Well, I have to say that um, you have no idea how special that is because, um, you know, there's a saying, you know, with people who have cancer, nobody fights alone. When you see your kid, you know, going through that, you, you, you look at life 
very, very differently. And um, when you see people doing things um, because, you know, no matter where you look, everything is always bad. And nothing, they, never, they never do anything good. Nobody ever reports anything good. And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, it takes a bad thing. But then you see the good in people. And you really do see the good in people. And at the end of the day, if you can inspire people, that's something that I believe Luke did. I believe Luke did inspire a lot of people because of how he acted, how he never let it get him down. He never let it bother him. You, you turn around and you see what the good, what people do. And then you say, oh, man. And then you hear something like this and you're like, wow, Luke touched you guys that much. And to this day now, you're inspiring people and you're helping people. That's an amazing honor, to say the least. And I mean that. And I thank you for that because without people like you guys, you know, doing things and helping people and helping families, you know, you, 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 feel, you would almost feel like you're fighting this alone. And that's the thing. When you say with this, nobody fights alone and you, you, really, you really see it. You really do see it and you see the good in people. I'll never forget you guys for that. I really mean that. And I thank you for that. That's that's amazing to know that. Well, that's we love unbelievable. You guys. And yeah, Luke is. I can't even tell you how many times someone, a stranger even, has come up to us at the game or wherever and just ask for an update about Luke. And you know, obviously, they've seen us tell his story on you know Sportsnet LA and through different things on social media. But there is just something about him, and he's just so special and. You know, obviously people are drawn to him and his spirit and his fight. And then, you know, obviously we talk all the time and maybe share with everyone how Luke's doing now. I know you mentioned earlier, you know, he's kicking cancer's butt. But if you want to give a, a little more update on him for everyone. Yeah, he's doing great. He's, he's going to be 13 in June. Teenager. And June 20th. He's going to be 13. And uh, if people think, why it take me so long? Because Logan and Luke, you know, Luke's the 20th, Logan's the 24th. So sometimes I'm like, the 20th or the 24th. You don't have to defend yourself, but... Rich. You got a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me laugh. Get <laughs> <clears throat> me choked up here. Um, he's beyond that level of where he goes like once a year now for blood work. So that's a huge step. That's huge. Yeah. You know, going from, you know, once every other day to once a month to once every three months to once every four months, six months. Now he's once a year and he's at the, he's at the stage where he doesn't see the doctor. Now he don't even see a doctor. He goes in, he sees the one lady who's in charge of the um, protocol. So now this is where he's at the protocol where he don't see no doctors. He sees this one lady do does blood. And then they're like, all right, see you next year, buddy. I mean, how amazing is that? Yeah. When you, you know, when you go in there, you know, you, it's, it's a very weird thing, Courtney, because, you know, you go in, you know, you start out once every other day and then, you know, you go once a month and you really, you, you sit there and you say to yourself, all right, it's a month. Oh my God. Oh my God. I hope the blood's good. Now it's like every year and you're like, wow, he's not, they're not even nothing unless he doesn't feel good. And even if he doesn't feel good, go to your regular doctor now. Before it was, if you don't feel good, you bring him in here. Don't even go to your regular doctor. You're done with them. You don't even need them right now. Where where his doctors now? That's it. Now once a year, he's doing great. He is immensely strong. I mean, immensely strong. He is. He's doing his. You know, he he's doing his schoolwork. Um, he does have you know a learning disability, which is right with the chemotherapy, because you know you, you, they give you the spinal taps. I don't know if anybody really knows that. But with leukemia, they give you spinal taps because the leukemia, before they knew this, used to run and it would go through your nervous system and it would lay dormant in like your brain. And then they would say, oh, you know, you're in remission. And then it would come back. They didn't really know. And then they found out. So they shoot the, you know, with the spinal tap, they put the chemotherapy right into your back. So it affects, it's unbelievable. It affects your math and your reading comprehension. And uh, Luke, Luke struggles with the reading comprehension and a little bit with the math, you know, with school, because there's no school, everything's done over the computer now, you know, that's a little hard for him because he needs somebody to explain to him through the lesson. So, but he's doing great. He's passing. He's doing great. He throws the ball so hard now. I mean, it's unbelievable. There's nothing he doesn't do. Nothing. Yeah. You know, he's such a fighter and just, I have no doubt that he's going to figure out the math. I'm just in awe of, of his strength and everything he's overcome and 
I guess what I'm trying to say is the important thing is that he's healthy. Well, that's the biggest focus. Me, and yeah, well, I you know guys you know, be. you, you've been through, you've been through this the whole way. Yeah. I don't know if you guys realize that you've been through this the whole way. You know, I would send you text of how Luke's doing. We talk on the phone and you were there. You guys were there every step of the way. And I don't realize if you really know that you were there every step of the way that Luke went through every process. You were always, you were always there. And like I said, through the ups and the downs, you guys were always there. You knew about it. You would call about it, how he's doing, how's he feeling and do it all. You guys were there. And again, that's where I tell you a lot of times you get, a, you get a lot of strength through your friends and family. And I, I, I consider you guys family. I mean that, you know, and I, I am beyond thankful. We are beyond thankful and blessed to have you guys in our lives. We are I mean beyond that. thankful and blessed to have you guys in our lives. And you're obviously one of my favorite people, Rich. And Luke is just the best. And Logan's my spirit animal, I think, at the end of the day. But <laughs> <laughs> we just love you guys. And, yeah, it's amazing to you know hear all the updates i think we didn't even realize today going through you know we were kind of you know planning for recording this with you and just going through the timeline and just remembering everything it is really crazy to think about you know all the moments that we've had together and you mentioned you know all the phone calls and i know justin you know used to play video games with luke i think you've been avoiding it yep. now that he's gotten a little better than yeah you, he'd but. probably dominate me in any video game right now <laughs> i don't know trust me i don't know you know like all i know is you know he comes down to the i get 20 hours i'm like what he goes i gotta add these points <laughs> and i'm like what well, for what he's like i have to add points this guy's not as strong as he could be oh man and i'm like i don't, I don't even know what, I, you know. i'm used to like the super nintendo i don't even know what the video game. I have no idea like, how to no. use the, how to use the remote controls. So I have no clue. There's too so many. Like I know like the up and the down and the left and the right, and then I don't know all these like worlds and the games and the. Justin the other day was playing some NHL game. I'm like, who are these players? He's like, oh, I have to earn the other players, and I I don't yeah. know. I just I don't know. It's too much, but. I, I don't know either. Believe me, I was used to a little, you know, from the Atari, <laughs> a little joystick with a little red button. That was it. Not don't age yourself too much, Rich. Well, oh, man. You, well so. you know that I could talk to you all night, but I will let you go And after this. We talked so much about through Luke's fight that baseball was so much of his driving force and his strength and a lot of times his distraction. I know that was the first thing he wanted to do when he mm -hmm. was cleared to leave the house. I guess with everything going on right now, how much do you think sports are going to be able to connect and unite everyone after this is over? I know we're all missing baseball and obviously basketball, hockey would be going on right now. So, you know, Justin and I have talked about how sports have been there in so many major moments in our country as a way to, you know, bring everyone together and kind of rejuvenate everyone. So just speak to how much you think they're going to make a difference for everyone. Well, I can tell you that, you know, baseball, the great American pastime, you know, this is, this has been with us forever, baseball. I mean, you think about when the season ends, people are like, oh my God, is it baseball yet already? I mean, we, as a society, you know, we enjoy sports. We do. And when this is over, and I repeat, it will be over. Yeah, it's going to be great, and I think that I think that we're going to really, really value a lot of things a lot more. We're not going to take for granted that, ah, you know what? I'm just going to go. You know, I can go to the ball game, or I can go to the movie. I think that you're really going to appreciate what we have and what we've lost. And when you when you get that back, I think really, I think when people go and they go to their baseball game, I think it's, I think for a lot of adults, I think it's going to be like going to your first baseball game again, or your first football game, or your first basketball game. I really and truthfully believe that when in any sport, when they get on the ice, the court, the field, I honestly and truthfully believe that there won't be an empty seat. And I also honestly believe that everybody's going to stand up and clap, whether you root for this team or that team. Everybody's going to stand up, and I think everybody's going to applaud. And I think everybody's – I think people have tear in their eyes. I really yeah. mean that. I think it's, it's changed a lot of people's perspectives right now. And, yeah, everything's just so different now. And you, you realize the things you take for granted. You know, it's like 
going to the grocery store even everyone's like I miss that or even I mean people are saying they miss traffic in LA which I don't know if that's true but I feel like yeah it's definitely gonna have a way to bring everyone together I hope it feels like the first time that first baseball game we have to ask if you and Luke are going to a game are you gonna pick going to a Mets game first or going to a Dodger games first well if I'm able right now we were of course we're always planning when the Dodgers come into City Field, I think you guys were coming in early this year, like May. Yeah, real early. You guys come in real early. So I'm hoping that maybe right now, I think if, if baseball does start, or any sport, I think they're going to have to do a gradual build-up to where like the stands are going to be filled. I think it might start out with, you know, look, uh, and, and, I, and I'm just saying, you know, it could be like, uh, you know, a college baseball game. I don't know how many people really go to college baseball games. I'm not knocking it, but you know, you might start out with say a thousand fans. I, I don't know. It could be 5,000 fans spaced out throughout the whole, about the whole stadium. But when it comes back and everything is lifted and it will be, I'm telling you, people are going to sit there and they're going to feel like they're youth again. They're almost like, um, feel the dreams where, Oh, wow. Where you feel, like when you watch that movie, you, you turn around and you say to yourself, look, like, I wish I was Kevin Costner in that movie. Well, Justin always wishes great that, that he's Kevin Costner in any situation. Kevin Costner's my guy, Rich. Rich, Rich you're love. still not answering the question of Mets or Dodgers. I won't make you choose. <laughs> okay. oh, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is we, we would probably, well, we would, we would definitely go to L.A. Oh, I like it. We would definitely go to L.A. That's what I'm talking about. It only took seven seasons, but we've officially converted. They always are in head-to-toe Dodger gear. That's true. That's even, true. Even, we, though, uh, even though it's, would, a house, definitely go to LA. it's a house divided, half Mets, half Yankees, you guys are always in Dodger gear when Dodgers come to town, which we appreciate. Oh, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you know, I, I could, if I could tell you a very funny story, and I hope I'm not going over your time, but I just want, I just want to tell you. There's like a no funny time story. limit, Rich. <laughs> okay, I can tell you this: as kids growing up, okay, as kids growing up, you know, we we knew about the Dodgers, not not just even from watching TV. Believe it or not. Like Steve Garvey as kids, Steve Garvey as kids, he was our favorite player. And we would always sit there and be like, look at his stance. He stands like he's a statue almost, like he doesn't move. And we always used to say, look at the size of this guy's forearms. <laughs> Jesus Christ, look at those forearms on Huge him. forearms and on that guy. Huge, huge. <laughs> he and he still has them. With kids, he still has them. And we would always say, look at him. He's like a statue of a death plate. He has like no emotion. But look at him, he gets the job done. And then we also remember, you know, the moms. So we'd be like, we love Steve Garvey. He's so handsome. Oh, my mom so saw him at spring training. It was like, oh, my gosh, Steve Garvey. I'm like, mom, how do you even, like, I mean, I guess he was they on my mom's radar as well. Um, I'd say they were in love with Steve Garvey. And, of course, you know, look, Ron Say, everybody knew the Penguin. Yeah. You know? No matter what. So it wasn't like, we didn't not like the Dodgers. You know, there were teams that we didn't like, but the Dodgers was definitely not one of them. You don't have to defend yourself. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm being dead serious. One of usually Philadelphia was, you know, we didn't, no one liked Philadelphia here. You know, as kids, we didn't like Philadelphia. I'm going to tell Chase. But, I'm going to tell Chase. Uh, don't even worry. But, but believe me when I tell you, New York and Philadelphia, <laughs> We don't get along. Oh, my gosh. You know? No, there, there's no love lost there. Believe me. That goes from the islanders and the flyers. No way. You, you know? are a treasure. I yeah, well, I really could talk to you forever, but I'm going to let you go. I could talk to you guys, too. You I know? think we, we'll, I we'll have guys. to have you back. I feel like people are going to be demanding another Richling episode. Do you do seasons uh, in podcasts? Is Rich going to make a season two appearance, or does it just is it year round? I don't know. I'm I don't new to know. This. Well, well, we'll listen, I, I got to be honest. You know, I'm honored to be on your show. You know, I'm just uh, I, again, I say this all the time. I'm just a regular guy. You know, I'm 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 a humble guy. I like to have fun. I like to laugh. Um, oh, we know. Oh, we know you like to laugh, Rich. You know. Rich, you're married. This is know? not a personal ad. Yeah. You know, well, no, 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 no. Just, just be what I tell you. Uh, just me what I tell you. Let me tell you. Um, Everyone just, that's listening, I, I take a shot every time Rich says, trust me when I tell you. <laughs> yeah, trust me when I tell you. That's what I think, you know, and always give, you know, always give a shout out, you know, 
the first responders and the military, of course. We know that. But yeah, I love you guys immensely. You know that. And I, I do. I, I, I miss you guys. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you almost wish during the off season where, you know, you almost wish like you could be like, you know, hey, Justin, you know, me and Luke are going down to the park having a catch or something like that, you know? You want to yeah. come down, have a touch or whatever, you know? I, I, you know, I think about that stuff all the time. I, even when I see, you know, Courtney, you know, when Justin has a catch with Logan and Luke, you know, there's no greater feeling than just watching your kids having a catch, not just with a major league baseball player, but a friend, somebody that you consider a family person. I mean, I consider you guys family. I told you that. And I sit there, and to Luke, I always told you, that's just having a catch with Justin. You know, he's not saying, oh, look at me, I'm having a catch with a Major League Baseball player. Who's having a catch with Justin. And all the Dodgers, all the Dodgers, I can't say names because I don't want to leave anybody out, but you guys know, when they see Luke, it's like, like they're like an old friend that they haven't seen in a while. Luke, what's up? How you doing, buddy? They come over to say hello, you know? And it, it's just, it, it's it's heartwarming. And I thank you guys. I, I, I mean that. You guys are great. And you guys really do so much for your community and for so many other people. And, you know, that's, that's something that, that's something that comes from the heart, you know? And I think that is the best thing in life when you can actually give from the heart. There's nothing better. And I'm proud you of you guys. I'm proud you know, of you guys. We love you too. I know Justin wishes that he lived closer too because every time uh, Luke comes to one of his games, he somehow hits a home run. Every time. <laughs> like without fail. Every time Luke shows up, I go deep. So, <laughs> Yeah. We yeah, definitely I, wish you guys lived closer to us so you could come oh, to every single game. What I tell you. Justin would have 162 it, 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 home runs. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the it, best. It, it's true though. It is the truth. Yeah. It, it really is the truth, you know? And I just want to say one thing. Well, this is one of those things where, and then I promise, I don't want to hold you guys up anymore. But <laughs> like I said, we could talk forever. But I got to tell you, when Luke got the first pitch, right? Yeah. In that year, in that, like I said, it's not a great thing, but in that year, what kid could say that in that year I threw out the first pitch? the Justin Turner in the Dodger game, and he saw three no-hitters in that year. In the same year, he went to three, he went to ball games, and three of the ball games he went to, three of them were no-hitters. Kershaw, right? Kershaw's. And who were the other two? Then, uh, the other one was Scherzer. Okay. At City Field. Yep. And. Yeah, it was the Cubs one. Jake Arrieta. Mm-hmm. The Cubs, yeah. yeah I pinch hit and struck yeah. out. I only had one What's shot. That? I pinch hit in that game and struck out. Swung at a cur- I, I, I swung at a curveball in the dirt. I remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I swung you know? at a curveball in the like, dirt. Oh my gosh! I might have been in the bathroom with that. I may have missed that. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm gonna go with that. Justin might have been in the bathroom uh, too with what he was swinging. <laughs> <laughs> oh my hey, gosh! You can't hit a ball if you don't swing the bat, right? True, but it's hard to hit the ones that bounce, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> might want to lay off of those. Oh my! Then maybe gosh. they should put me on the mound because, like I said. I can't throw the ball ball to 15 feet anymore. Sad. It's so sad. I got so old. You and me so both. Sad. That's all right. Well, we still love you. Oh, man. I love you guys. I love you guys immensely. I really mean that. And uh, thank you so much. This is an honor for me. I really mean that. I had so much fun. Yeah, we had really so did. much fun. And thank you. I know, obviously, a lot of this is difficult to talk about. So we really appreciate you coming on and well, sharing your family story and Luke's story because it is really inspiring and I think it gives a good glimpse into our relationship and the relationship mm-hmm. that you know we would love to have with kids that we meet and through the foundation and yeah just showing how how special that is so thank you and well, thank you guys I hope you guys thank all you guys continue to stay safe and healthy and hopefully Same we'll here. see you guys soon hopefully Def- on a baseball definitely. field. <laughs> yes. But yeah, thanks again, Rich. Yes. Courtney, Justin, thank you guys so much. I really mean that. And thanks for everything you guys do. I thank you for everything that you both do. It's amazing. We appreciate it. And we miss you. And we'll see you soon. All right, dude? Absolutely. All Absolutely. Right. See you, Rich. All right? Yep. Guys, Bye. have a good day. Always a pleasure, okay? You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Love you too. And that was Rich Lang. What do you even say about Rich? He is incredible, short-winded, very concise and to the point. No, his he's amazing. His family is amazing. And, yeah, it's definitely no secret that Luke was a big reason why we started the foundation. I think we realized the impact that 
you know, you could have Justin through baseball and even just what Rich would say after you would call Luke and just say how much of a boost that that gave him, you realize even the small little gesture like that can just completely change someone's life. Yeah, it's been it's been a really special relationship that we've had over the years, and uh, it's been great watching Luke um, grow and uh, wean himself off the medicine um, and just, you know, really become a, a great ball player and a, and a great kid and, uh, you know, shooting messages back and forth with them and every once in a while getting on the video games, I've, I've been lacking. I gotta, I gotta, you're afraid. I, I am afraid. I think he's going to whoop me this time. I beat him in football last time we played Madden and I beat him and you were <laughs> mad at me cause I, I didn't let him win, but I, Rich was so happy that you didn't let him win. He called after and was like, thank you so much. <laughs> I won't do the accent, but he was like, thank you so much. We're not going easy on him. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think we're going to end it there. I think just let Rich's smooth voice lull you, lull you away and definitely be watching the last dance. I think Oof. everyone is. Uh, and then all the other good shows. I don't know if we'll cover, what is that? Too, too hot to handle that Netflix one that we too hot to tried handle. to listen. Yeah. That one's a lot to process. We might leave that one off there, but definitely the listen to your heart and all that. And Maybe we'll have another guest for you next week, but thank you all for listening and we will talk to you soon. See ya.